business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? close to friday it's saturday it's late but we don't care better late than never just like i said on facebook we are here it is tht movie review i am boxman david richardson whatever the hell you want to call me and as usual with me anthony what's up anthony the wide awake anthony wide awake what would you have some coffee what's going on did you have, did, did you have yeah, coffee? Yeah, I'm out of weight. All right. Energized. I'm off for the weekend. I'm I'm feeling fantastic. Okay. Oh, fucking fantastic. You got Monday off? Oh yeah. You got Monday too? Oh nice. Sunday and Monday. Labor Day off. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually got Monday off too. So, thank God. I need it after. I I I've, I've realized with this new little warehouse gig I got that um, I am not 25 or 35 anymore. God damn. I have never felt every bit of 42 years old than the three days I've worked at this fucking job, dude. I've never sweated so Ah, much. Dude, I got to tell you, I worked outside in Florida. Not outside, but in warehouses in Florida. And the heat here 
is a totally different heat. It is sweltering. It is the type of heat that you just, you feel like you're melting. It's horrible, dude. Absolutely oh, horrible, man. Absolutely horrible. But uh, enough about me. Enough about that. Let's get into this. Um, let's get into this movie, Anthony. Um, Fat Beach <laughs> from 1996. Um, if you go into IMDb in this movie, uh, this is most of these people's only movie. Um if I dare say this movie had soft level, uh, soft core porn level acting, uh, the it's only true, it has achieved cult like status. Has it really? Yeah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. Well, seriously, it was actually like a write up. Uh, I want to say because it last year celebrated the 20 year anniversary. Okay. And it actually has like an NYPD Blue reference. The there guy is? that actually made it went on to create a little show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. So there's a NYPD Blue reference to this movie. Yeah. I didn't even look. How's that? <laughs> yeah, he had a father, a father in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Hey, he was in a couple episodes, maybe two episodes, wasn't he? I don't know the exact episodes, but when I was doing some research on it, yeah, it said, uh, yeah, NYPD Blue, he had that uh, on his resume. What is his name? What is his name? It's like the... Ah, come on, Fox. I figured you would have picked up on that instantly. Man, I, this was a tough movie to get through. Uh, <laughs> it was a tough <laughs> movie to get through. What the... Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, He's I don't even see the... Um... His name in here, Benny, Candace, Tasha King, Janet, Carl. Was was it Carl? I want to say it was Carl. Let's see here. Because I didn't even look. Um, this, <laughs> and even B-Megs was like, is this a softcore porn movie? Dude, the acting is at that level. Um, it It's... If it wasn't for the titties, this movie um, might not have been good <laughs> at all. This movie at least had to... Oh, there, he was not two episodes. I was right. Two episodes of NYPD Blue. I thought of it... Uh, when you said it, I was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, he was. The father was not two episodes of NYPD Blue. Um, the most... Notable actor in this movie is Jermaine Huggy Hopkins, who we've actually discussed in another movie, uh, Juice. He was still yes. in Juice. Uh, recognize that immediately. Um, Coolio was in this movie. Uh, Brian yeah. Hooks, who if you ever saw Soul Plane, he was the guy that um, went into the bathroom and... Uh, Bang the chick with D.L. Hughley in the uh, in the bathroom and paid him to leave. Um, most of the other actors in this movie, like I said, this was their only movie. Um, almost every girl in this movie, this was it. This was the movie, and they were done. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, when you go to the trivia for this movie, there is two things. That's it. So that's why I'm a little shocked when you said this movie was like kind of a cult status. But, uh, I mean, we got B-Megs, and he's like, you know, I've watched this like 20 times on something called yeah. Cheater Box. Uh, so... Uh -oh, yeah, it's just one of those movies. About. It's like, uh, and, and you know, not to make this a racial thing, but it's probably the most iconic black beach movie. Put it to you like that. You know, I I gotta tell you, I saw shades of. It's a little Ferris Bueller, a little risky business, and a little American Pie. It, it's kind yeah. of all three of those mixed together. But yeah. there's no white people in the movie. Wait, 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 there's a white stripper. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of white people. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, look, it wasn't horrible, but when I watched... I was 20 minutes in, and I was like, shit, there's over an hour left. <laughs> Which is sad because it's only like an hour and twenty something minutes. <laughs> it's about an hour and twenty eight minutes, um, but uh, I mean, look, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It was, um, it was predictable. Different. You knew it was gonna happen, but uh, you know the the way he you know borrowed the dad's car was sort of risky business like. Uh, he's. Um, uh, Jermaine Hopkins Benny in this movie is playing sort of the looking for love, not looking to just bang a chick, which sort of gave me the uh, American Pie reference. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of like what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? The guy that starts with an O, looking for love and this and that. It, it, it's it's sort of a bunch of movies mixed together, but. Not the worst movie in the world. Um, I guess we can just get into it. This is not going to be a, a tough one to get into. Um, and real quick, before I do start the movie, I just want to uh, once again say that um really appreciate everyone reaching out to me, asking me if I'm okay from the hurricanes. Uh, I am not affected by them. We've had one, we had one day of rain last week. Uh, the only effects I've had by it is watching it on TV, seeing how sad it is, watching these people go through, um, here, give me one second. Anthony, uh, BMX is saying there's a big delay between yeah, me and you. Yeah, I just saw too. You what? Yeah, tell you what, let's take yeah, a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll fix that real quick, and we will be uh, right back. Obviously, it won't be on the downloads like that, but uh, let's take a break, see if we can fix it in Mixler, and um, we'll really get this movie started. But real quick while I'm going, I, I, like I said, I do want to thank everybody. I'm not very affected by this storm. Uh, we've had one day of rain last week, and it's been hot and sunny and shitty here since. So... Luckily, nothing for me, but uh, like I said, seeing all these people walking around, uh, you know, through pools of water, homeless, is uh, probably the only way I'm affected. That's really shitty. But um, real quick, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, fix this, and we will be right back. All right. 
We're going to try this one more time. Hopefully this works. Uh, hopefully there's no delay. Right, Anthony? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. No delays. Everybody stays up. We're in sync. Not that crappy-ass boy band, but we're in sync in terms of you hear us clearly. Yes. Yes. Once again, I do have two recordings going, so uh, no big deal. You won't hear this on the downloads, but uh, there we go. Megs is saying we're right on time now, so let's roll with this shit. All right, we were down. We were talking about how uh, he was interrupted in the shower, and I was saying I've never seen anyone have calendar bikini pics taped up in the shower. Um... That's a man that goes prepared when he washes his hair. <laughs> man goes prepared. Wouldn't they get wet and ruined and yucky and ugh? I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they would. That that is a kind of a weird scene. I will, I will agree to that box. Okay, it was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, granted, we have cell phones now. You know, just keep them dry and fucking, you know, do what you got to do. But you know, pictures, calendar pictures, you know, hey. and they're not even nude. I mean, not like there wasn't any nudity in this fucking movie. There was plenty of titty, which, again, in my opinion, saved the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Titties make everything better, though, right? Well, I mean, you know, really, up until the strip club scene, I was kind of like, this movie sort of sucks. <laughs> and then the strip club scene, I was like, it's picking up. It's picking up. <laughs> and you have to, we'll get there, but you have to admit, there were a, uh... <laughs> a few funny scenes in that strip club scene. There were, and there were a few funny scenes in this movie. That I would say by about an hour into it, I was like, eh, I know where it's going, but it's still, it's, again, wasn't the worst movie. Um, look, this wasn't fucking Goodfellas or... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. You know, fucking, you know, I was, I was watching Gangs in New York before we started doing the show. Uh, you know, uh, not that. But as far as a good little movie, um, it was decent. Yeah, and honestly, you know, this is one of those movies I think that going in, nobody involved expected it to be anything more than what it was. Right. They just went in to have a good time with it, and it lives on. Like I said, they they actually did a little uh, retrospective article. You can look at you put it in the uh, Google machine. Uh -huh. Each anniversary, uh. They uh, did an, a long article uh, on, uh, I want to say it was complex.com. All right. About about how this was a, like the, like the go-to beach movie for, for black people? What? I'm the, it was that. And because it had a lot of, no, a lot of notable people, sprung, you know, sprung off from this movie. Obviously, Jermaine Huggy Hopkins, he's the uh, most notable person in it. Mm -hmm. And Hooks went, in, went on to do some things. And also the, the uh, director... He went on to create a Entourage. This was his first big project. Oh. I, I incorrectly said uh, Kirby Enthusiasm earlier, so I apologize for that. But the uh, guy that made this movie actually uh, went on to create Entourage. So that's a pretty big deal. All right. I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Entourage yet. You have uh, to do yourself a favor and watch that show. I, it's I've, not its not something that I watch religiously, but it was a good show. Man, I've been told I gotta watch Entourage, I gotta watch The Wire. Oh, The Wire, yes. Absolutely. See, 
I got all these shows I gotta watch. And if I, you like NYPD Blue, you'll fucking love The Wire. I fucking love it. Well, I mean, we've we've established this. I don't that's, think I need I mean, just that. just imagine if uh, NYPD Blue was on HBO. That's <laughs> we could have got more than fucking uh, what was it? Sipowitz ass. We would have got, got a lot more better clips. You got plenty. You, 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 look, you got you more than titty, just so, no, 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 no. <laughs> we didn't get titty, so no, that's a fail. No, but we did. We we got Charlotte Ross's ass. We got Sharon Lawrence's ass in this movie. Uh, you got plenty of ass. Pl- oh, I'm sorry. In that show, you got plenty of ass in NYPD Blue. I mean, granted, the beginning they were testing the waters with uh, David Caruso's ass, and uh, yeah, yeah. Once again, maybe, maybe that's why I subconsciously blocked that show out in the nineties. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> even by ninety standards, that was that was too much. They were a fucking like edgy dude they were like crazy edgy in you know at that time so but uh yeah it it really was i mean i mean i hate to go off topic but that show was one of the first shows to say bullshit on network television unedited yeah unedited and it flew they showed bare ass unedited and it flew um and that's weird to think that this you know this is i mean obviously abc is a different animal now but mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard to picture that a, a company that's owned by disney would have uh people talking about bullshit and a lot of male ass well the show was so i mean the ratings were through the fucking roof of that show man you know, and uh, the only reason it ended is because ratings did start to dwindle down there in the in the twelfth season, uh, actually the eleventh season. But it's just be you know, it, it it was shit was happening, and there were more shows coming on, and yeah, and and, I, and honestly, the fact that it's a testament to the show that it lasted twelve seasons because they say like once you get to five seasons, that's when a show kind of starts to show its age. So the fact that it lasted an extra seven mm. says it speaks volumes. Because yeah. a lot of times by the fifth season of any show, I don't give a fuck how good it is, mm-hmm. on the family, Three's Company, or whatever it is, any show that lasts past five years starts to show its age. Yeah, and like I said, NYPD Blue, the fifth and sixth season, had a few blech, episodes, but... After that, man, the show just kept going. They stayed true to the fucking format, and I just love the fucking show. Absolutely fucking love the show. Uh is asking you about Burn Notice. Did you Burn. watch that movie? Did, did you, have you seen that show? I, I Honestly, I can't say I have. Have you? I mean, I, I watched, like, clips of it, but I can't say I've actually sat down and watched a whole episode. I can't even tell you any characters on it. Yeah, I haven't um, really watched it. I've It's it's on Ion, and it's something I've been meaning to watch. It does look like a good show, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it. And I need to. I really probably need to watch it, but I don't know. I just haven't. There's like I said, there's so many TV shows I need to watch. 
so fucking many. I just don't have the fucking time, especially now. Yeah, it's understood. I mean, you know, we bust balls here, but it's not. I mean, it is, it is so much to watch. It's like I'm behind on some shows that I need to watch. I'm behind on that Shades of Blue show. Um, I gotta. I, I want to binge watch that so fucking bad. Yeah, that's gonna start back up soon, uh, dude. I'm. I, I was watching Blind Spot, and I'm way behind on Blind Spot. I need to catch up on that shit. I need to do it before I get rid of my. Um, oh. My, uh, what do you call that? Hulu. But uh, B-Megs brings up in the chat that, you know, Criminal Minds has definitely stayed consistent and true to their plot. Um, even after losing cast members, it's still a great show after 11, going on 12 seasons. And oh, he's right. He's oh, right. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. criminal. The, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to the new season of Criminal Minds. You literally now we get to see like the uh, the rebuild of Spencer, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and you know they're bringing um, God damn it, I forgot who I mentioned, but I know they're bringing back an another an, an, an older serial killer in order to, and I believe I think it's um. I want to say Jamie Kennedy. Jamie, but you I said, might... uh, B B Red. You said <laughs> that Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be him. I, I can't remember who who it is, but I think it might be him. They're bringing him uh, one of those people back, and it, it's it's going to be another good season. I'm, I'm Let looking. Let me ask forward you something real quick. Since you brought mm-hmm. that name up, Jamie Kennedy. Do you see him making a transformation along the lines of a Ryan Reynolds? Remember how, like, Ryan, when he started off as a comedy guy and then he got real super jacked and now he's, like, a completely different person? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jamie Kennedy's sort of a different... I mean, he... I don't know. I, 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 no, I don't think anybody would take him serious as a big badass. Uh, the most badass I think he ever was was in the movie we reviewed, um, Enemy of the State. Where he was a fucking hacker badass, and that was it. So I, I could never. I mean, I can buy Ryan Reynolds as a as, as a badass. For some reason, I can. <laughs> fun- so it, you, uh, it, now are we talking Van Wilder, no. or we're talking like Blade. We're talking like Blade, Deadpool. And I haven't seen all of Deadpool yet. I've seen clips. I've seen pieces of it. I need to sit and watch that because it looks like a fucking great movie. So I do need to sit and watch that movie. But um, Oh, real quick. Another show that you need to binge watch. Mm-hmm. And I promise, folks, we'll get back to the movie. But another show you need to binge watch is The uh, Closer. I don't know if you ever watched any of that. Uh, it's with... Um... I forgot the chick's name, but it was on TNT for like seven or eight years. It was a very good show. Nah, I know who you're talking about, the sort of southern sort of chick. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that show. I don't know. I'll check it out, maybe. If I, I don't know. I have so many shows to watch. I still want to watch Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I mean, I have so many shows to watch. I mean, dude, it took me forever to watch Eastbound and Down. And I'm glad I did, because that was fucking awesome. That was a fun one to binge watch, to be honest. 
Yeah, yeah. Fucking Netflix and who they need to get on the ball and start adding some of these shows. Yeah, they do. But uh, all right, let's get back because we're a total of two minutes into the movie so far. Yeah, we, we can we can breeze through this quick. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this is gonna be a quick one. Um, he's got his mom and dad. Like I said, he was in the shower, uh, interrupted. Um, and his mom and dad are coming in and this and that and you know his, do this do that his mom is yelling at him his dad he's just talking to his dad regular and he's like don't take that tone with me and he's <laughs> like what what the fuck yeah that was actually a funny scene <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean it was here hold on here you you want to play it here fuck it play it okay mom I'm very sorry. Benny, come downstairs help me wash the car. All right, I'll be right out, Dad. I'm one second. Don't take that tone with me, boy. You've been up here for an hour and a half. We think water grows on trees. Don't take that long to wash your big wide ass. Is it drought around here or something? I heard that. There's going to be a drought on food to keep talking back. All right, so there you go. The strict parents, the, uh, the daydreaming poet. He is a poet in this movie. He wants to be writing poetry, and that's uh, another thing is he tells his dad that he wants to do a poetry class, and um, his dad wants him to work for a living. He's sitting there polishing his uh, Mercedes. Um, that's another big part of this movie, the car. Yes. The Mercedes, which, again, gave me the sort of Ferris Bueller reminder uh, you know, how much the dad loved his car. Um, it looked like an old, I would say it's about an 87, it looks like a 560 SEL. I think my mom had one of these in red. Honestly, it looks like the same exact car from Ferris Bueller, just painted, uh, I guess I want to say light pink, maybe? Well, no, 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 it's a cream, maybe tan, um... That was a Ferrari. In, oh, yeah, I know the, the models were different, but for some reason, like you said, I'm looking at the car now, and it kind of gives me that same Ferris Bueller-type vibe just looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that That's sort of where I said, you know, it's got a little bit in there. But um, I don't know. It's uh, definitely a big part of this movie. Like I said, the dad loves his car. Uh, he's sitting there telling the son, though, you're not going to no, you know, Poetic poet class. Um, ah, screw it. Let's just play more scenes. This will make the movie look, feel like it's a longer, better movie. Uh, <laughs> Basically, he's no, trying man. to tell his son, don't be a pussy. Right, right, right. I remember my first job back in college. <laughs> Milking cows. Not very glamorous, but taught me to respect the dollar. I thought this summer I'd just take a poetry class. Now, you're going to have plenty of time for poetry back in school next fall. This summer it's work. Physical manual work but dad nothing like physical work especially for a boy in your shape get you moving a little bit but dad oh, only 10 people second, got accepted to this class benjamin writing didn't buy this car hard work did every time i sit behind the wheel i feel like i can conquer the world i want you to know that feeling son yeah yeah so i can like drive the car now huh Get that conquer the world feeling going. Actually, I can even drive to work because my bike is broke. You ain't gonna conquer nothing in my car. Take your sister's bike. But that, that's a girl's bike. Who knows? Jesus, they'll turn that shit down. And this is where we get to meet Darrell. 
Darrell is the player, um, friend. What else can we call him? The freeloader, scamming player. I guess that would be a good way to describe it, Anthony. Yes. And I mean, it's like he alternates. Obviously, he's a scammer. He's kind of like he's kind of like the devil on his shoulder that kind of talks him into shit that he knows he shouldn't be doing in the first place. Yeah, that type of thing. But it, it it's like he alternates between being a scumbag and a good friend because if you look a few times during their interactions, you could tell like he cares about him. He just takes advantage from time to time, and he actually does kind of give him good advice. It just kind of comes across his throat off. Sometimes yeah, he's he's the friend you hang out with who every now and then you question why the fuck you're hanging out with him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. But every okay, now yeah, and it's like he's like he, he's an asshole, but he's like your asshole type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just like, why do I even fucking deal with this guy? Um but and 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 it shows even more in the next scene when he's at this new job at the uh hamburger hut hamburger king with yeah. and I do want to point something out. I'm glad you brought that up uh-huh that scene you just played with the you know it's nothing like physical manual work right, especially for a guy in your shape, and then we find out later that the job that his dad got him was at a hamburger joint, so I hope the irony isn't lost on you there, box. No, the fact that the fat dude's going to work at a hamburger joint? No, no, not at all. I get it. I totally get it. Dude. I mean, when I first saw the movie, and it was like he was talking about physical manual work, I'm thinking like, oh, shit, he's going to be in a factory or something like that. When he, when I see that scene, I'll be honest, I cracked up for some reason. I love irony. I love irony. I really figured it was going to be like a construction job. Yeah, when he was talking about physical manual work. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when I first saw the movie, that's what I was expecting. Yep. But when you I'm see like, him, oh, like, shit. welcome to the House of Burgers, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> there it is. The House of Burgers, where, where, where the burgers are king, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but his uh, his friend Darrell pulls up and uh, while he's working there and completely fucks with him. And um, screw it. Let's have some fun. Oh, yeah. wrong button. Here it is. What seems to be the problem, man? The problem is you don't know how to fucking speak. Look, jerk off. Just get me a burp up and a lark up. I'm gonna come in there and kick your ass. Oh, yeah? Actually, I'm gonna blow your head off. Tyrone. Little shot, somebody pass me them bullets. I'm gonna kill this fool. I need a quick break. What a dick. Once yeah. again, the one the friend you question, why the fuck do I hang out with this motherfucker? And, and and this is not this is this is a universal thing. Black, white, we all have that one friend. Oh, dude. That I, we I, question just, I mean like we've questioned for years upon years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would no, hang out yeah. with them. That's why I never mention race because everybody. I have tons of friends like this. Even B Megs in the chat is saying every friend of his is like this. Um, but 
I mean, I, 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 yeah, everybody's got a friend like this. Doesn't matter where where you live, you've always got that one friend. You're like, God damn, this guy wears me the fuck down. Yeah. Like every time I'm with them, I'm just. <sighs> uh, anyway, they are going. Well, his plan, uh, Darrell's plan, is to go to the beach. Make some money selling sunglasses. Um, so that's his plan. Now, of course, Benny is saying, I can't. I'm working. I can't do it. I'm, I got a job. And, of course, what's Darrell doing? Like I said, the dickhead friend trying to talk him out of get, quitting his job and going to the beach. Now, yes. they make it sound like the beach is right down the street, too. <laughs> no. No. No, obviously not. Um, so, yeah, Darrell's sitting there trying to talk him out of everything, slaps a pair of sunglasses on him, and this is another strange part where he starts daydreaming again, and turns out it's a really just a customer. Uh, yes. Not a very attractive customer either. Um, but he's the kind of imagining the girl, a hot girl, and goes in for a kiss and the lady starts yelling at him but this is where he does quit the job because um the manager starts talking shit actually what he does is he calls him benjamin instead of benny and he starts flipping out over this shit and uh he quits he walks out and of course the manager i'm gonna tell your father <laughs> yes. The scene where he's riding home on the pink bike is pretty funny. It is. And, like, honestly, the manager had a few memorable scenes. I want to backtrack for a quick minute. That uh -huh. scene you played where he was fucking with him on a drive-thru. Mm -hmm. The first thing he said was, get your shit together, man. And you hear the manager walk by. Remember, <laughs> the customer is always correct. Yeah. Exactly. Anybody right. that's ever worked in fast food will tell you this. It's yeah. a miserable existence. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You I'm deal sure. with a lot of asshole customers, but your manager will always tell you. They could say the most heinous shit to you. The customer, remember, the customer is always correct. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, he immediately, he goes over Darrell's house on the pink bike. Darrell is in there <laughs> uh, getting some. And... Uh, Again, that this is the first titty shot in the movie. They yes. are they are little titties, but um, I love titty big, small. A no, they're, but I was gonna you let me finish. They're little titties, but they're nice little titties. Yes, uh, who doesn't mind some little titties? Now, of course, Benny is afraid that the uh, boss is gonna call his house. Because he did say, I'm going to call your father. And we all know the call your father is the worst thing you can do. So let's go ahead and see what he does here. Because, of course, he does call. So here we go. Bye. Hello? Benny, let me speak to your father. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't let you do that right now. Benny, put your father on the phone now! Uh, I'm sorry. You have the wrong number. Damn, Darrell. Hello? Benny, you fat little chubby weasel. Put your father on the phone.
right now. I'm sorry, uh, there's no one home right now, but if you call back, we can all talk to you at one time. Bye-bye. Yo, Darrell, I'm dead, man. What I'm gonna do? Want me to cut the phone wires? I'll do it. No. I smooth cut them motherfuckers. Destructive. What to do? To leave the phone off the hook. Yeah, you're right. Benny, who's on the phone? Uh, nobody. It was for me. I got it. Yo, get your head out the fridge. Come help pack the car. I ain't listen shit, man. I got a bad back. Take out the garbage. Move. All right. Now, after that, obviously, he sort of uh, gets through that. His parents are going out of town. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which we did forget to mention. Um, I don't know how he didn't know where they were going, but uh, they were going out of town. We'll just put it that way uh, till, you know, we get to later in the movie. So he's helping his parents pack and everything. And, uh, of course, they're being parents. Do this, do that. Help with this, help with that. And, <clears throat> of course, you know, he goes back in. And uh, Darrell is still trying to talk him into going to the beach. And, of course, the boss calls back. And Darrell plays his dad. This is another funny-ass scene in the movie, though, where Darrell is doing this. So I'll go ahead and play it. Give me a couple seconds here, and I'll here we go. Right here. Yo, who you talking to? It's your old boss. He got me on home. Yo, man, give me the phone, Damn, man. man. I'm trying to get you out of trouble. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? Mr. Washington, your son gave me nothing but insubordination. Insubordination? Give me the phone, bro. That's it. He what? What are you doing? Just walked out. Benjamin, get... Was that John Cena? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Maybe John got his uh, inspiration from I a young I, Brian Hooks. I think this is where he gets that insubordination. I mean, like I said, I mean, I love the movie. I know this probably won't be on your uh, top ten list. Not even on my top ten list, but I swear. It's a, it's just certain scenes in this movie that I always crack up at, and this is one of them. Yeah, this, this, I, I did laugh at this one. Here we go. Let's roll with it. Get your ass down here right now. Give me the phone. Come down here, fatty. What are you doing? Get you out of trouble, man. I'm going to beat your ass bad. Now, I don't think hitting a child is going to do any good, but uh, if you got to beat him... Waste of space! Give me the phone, bro! Use the left! Use the left! For your own good, son! Daddy, no, Daddy! Daddy! Please, Daddy, not the hot wax! Daddy, you're burning me! Give me the phone! I got you out of trouble. Yeah, right. I got you out of trouble. You see, that's what happens when you leave the house of hamburgers. You get your ass whipped. Now, y'all remember that. Come on, we got a big lunch crowd coming in. <laughs> the, the, the manager needed a bigger role in the movie. That's what that, that's what needed to happen. Yes, he really did need a role. I mean, like that he's a he's a classic example of maximizing his minutes on screen. He wasn't in the movie a whole lot, but when he was there, he added so much comic relief. Actually, I think he's done. I don't think we see him again throughout the movie. This was it. Exactly. Like I, that's one regret I have about the movie. I wish the manager. I wish they had a found a way to kind of incorporate him more into the movie. You know, I, I to sidetrack a little bit. I feel the same way about Ellis in Die Hard. 
You know I who I'm talking that. about? Ellis should have been in Die Hard 2. Ellis should have had a reoccurring role in every fucking Die Hard, in my opinion. Every Die Hard. That sh- I think it was a mistake to kill off that character. You think so? I do. I do. I understand why they did it, but I really think it was probably a mistake. And I th- I don't know. I wonder if they look back at it like, man, I wish we could bring back, bring Ellis back. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it would be like, um, I'm trying to think of another one, like something like, like Delete the Weapon, right? Mm-hmm. When they introduced Joe Pesci in uh, Part 2, right? Right. Just imagine if they had a kill. T- I think, I, honestly, and this is just my interpretation of it, when they introduced that character... I think it was only meant to be one note, like for that, for part two. But he it, it, he screamed so well, and it, it kind of went over so well. They said, "Yeah, we got to keep him around." Might have been. I, th- I think he, I think his character was only meant for like part two, mm-hmm. but it, it went over so well. They said, "Yeah, we got to we got to kind of keep him around." Because just imagine if they had killed him off, that would have been a valuable. Re- it's it's Joe fucking Pesci. Yeah, and uh, that character sort of resembles what. Ellis kind of was, except, you know, Ellis was the yuppie, coke, coke snorting, you know, the, the wheel and dealing piece of shit. But I really feel that that's a character that should have got more, um, more than one fucking, like, eight minutes total screen time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and while I'm thinking of it, happy uh, belated birthday to uh, Joe Pesci. He just turned seventy three, and whatever they got, whatever uh, Scorsese got planned, I hope he can get him and fucking De Niro together for whatever this rumor is about. I guess like a Goodfellas style reunion between them. Get it done fast. I mean, you never know. People are dropping like flies. Please. Hey, oh, don't even talk like that, dude. Get this shit done. I'm just saying, man. I, I, I'm not trying to be morbid, but I'm like, gee, I, I hey. need it. I need this to happen. Hey. I need this reunion to happen. Hey. I don't even think you don't even know. I wouldn't even do that. Uh. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I just want to see them on screen again. I mean, I just want to see like the narrow and Pesh. I want to see that dream team back together again. I know. I got you. I got you. But, uh, so they do decide, finally we're going to get back to the movie here. They decide that they are going to go ahead and go to the beach. And, you know, like I said, you know, this is another part that reminded me of Ferris Bueller. Forcing him to take the car. Forcing him to take the Mercedes to the beach. Um, just, he, Darrell reminded me of Cameron here forcing him. Um, but, you know, as Darrell is talking, of course, he's telling him you know, about girls jumping in the car. And Benny starts daydreaming about the little dream woman that, uh, that he's been dreaming about. And he's like, okay, I'll go get the keys. The beach bitches. That's it. The beach bitches. And they do go take the car and head towards the beach. Again, they make it sound like the beach is right down the fucking road. No. No. It's not. Um, They have to basically go towards L.A. to go to the beach. So they do that. (laughs) From Bakersfield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they go to the ATM. 
and Darrell makes uh, Ben yes. take out every penny he's got. Got to play this scene. Very hilarious. It, it, it really, it really. This scene, as small as it is, it really kind of establishes the dynamic of their relationship in less than ten seconds. And it explains even more. It basically sticks with the fact that Darrell is a freeloading piece of shit. But uh, here we go. You're right. I can play that scene right now. How much did I get? How much you got? Three hundred dollars. Cool. Take it. All of it? Yeah. What? Are you crazy, Darrell? That's my life savings. Man, you gotta have money to make money. We entrepreneurs. We are? Trust me, man. Darrell gonna handle the partnership. Well, Mr. Entrepreneur, how much you got for the partnership? How much what? Money. How much you got? Homie? Yeah. How much you got? Or in the bank. Either one. Homie? Yeah, how much you got on you? How much money you got on you? Uh, nothing. I ain't got nothing on me. And in the bank? Shit in the bank, neither. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that, that, that had a Chris Rock feel to it, didn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. When he says shit in the bank, neither. I'm sorry. For some reason, that's just hilarious to me. <laughs> it, it is kind of funny, but... Uh, that, that was another good scene. Um, but anyway, they're heading towards the beach. Darrell is talking, 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 talk, 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 talking. And then suddenly they go to another scene and Darrell, they show sleep. I mean, he's not, not only is he talking before this, he's talking. He's mooning people behind him. He's standing up in the convertible Mercedes and uh, next scene they cut to, Darrell is sleeping. And, uh, you know, finally they go over and they show Benny, who's also sleeping <laughs> and, of course, dreaming about his uh, dream girl. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in between that scene, they cut to uh, his dad, and everybody on vacation, and they're lost. Lost as fuck. They're in Arizona. But um, the only... You know, here's something that I noticed in this movie that I was a little shocked to see. Natural American Spirit Cigarettes got a little, little push in this scene. I don't know why, but... Um, <laughs> Right when they're taking the tray off the table, Natural American Spirit cigarettes have a big pack of cigarettes just focused in on them. Hey, it's the only they're dark sponsor. Who yeah, knows? Obviously, they had something to do with this movie. But uh, this goes to a scene where they're eating. Um, by the way, it does show Benny sleeping. And uh, they almost hit a truck. And um, Should we play the scene where he goes big, fat, stupid? Beep. Well, uh, I guess we can. You're right. I guess we can do that. Let me go back a little bit here. Just a little bitty bit here. <laughs> One more. One more. There we go. Benny! Benny! What? Benny, you fat, stupid mother! 
then we go to the scene where they're eating. And um, you know what? We'll probably do that too because after once again they show the parents <clears throat> um, lost as fuck. And uh, they do pull. Uh, they're just lost. That's part of the thing is they're just lost. Yeah, that's like a running theme. That's a yeah. running theme throughout the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, they do show, like I said, um, Benny and Darrell sitting there eating. And uh, here we go. I'm going to play the scene. I'm just waiting for the scene to a uh, little cut scene to go. And here we go. Call me fat. No, I didn't win. When I was driving. I mean, when you were sleeping. It was just an expression, man. You stupid fat motherfucker. <laughs> In all the books I read, I never read that expression. I'm sorry. I can't help it because I like to eat. You can eat a little less, man. Girls won't like me at the beach. And what are you talking crazy for? You like them big bodybuilder type guys. Bullshit, man. I ain't got no bodybuilders type body. But I get crazy pussy at the beach. Get crazy pussy everywhere, though. Christ. It's all attitude, man. Look at the fat boys. Them guys get the hottest ladies around. Not because of their bodies, I tell you right the fuck now. It's attitude. You get too like the fat boys, man. You be scoring all over. Think so? No, so. Look, the money's over there. See, now this is the one thing that, you know, you do see the good friend in him where he does try to give him advice, tell him to be fucking, you know, confident and this and that. And they do walk up to these two Swedish girls. And he thinks they're Swedish. And um, they kind of use these girls to get a hotel room. Yeah. Uh, kind of. They totally. Um, but as they're using these girls to get the hotel room, they look over. And who's right beside them? Coolio. Yeah. And they even mention Coolio is not a character. Coolio is cool. Coolio yeah. in this movie. But uh, Darrell's driving them back, and they are driving like maniacs. And, of course, they get a ticket. Yes. And I also want to point out, mm -hmm. you know, they uh, the, they basically took his uh, life savings, Benny's life savings at 300 bucks. How fucking insane is it that by the 90 standards, they got a lot of mileage out of this three hundred dollars. Mm, a lot did. of fun. nowadays in two thousand seventeen, that money would have been going about ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, exactly. Three hundred dollars um, is not does not get you very far. No, and a, another not shocking, but this is not the kind of thing you would see in a movie like this. Um, Darrell has on an O'Neill surf shirt and Benny has on a Mr. Zog's sex wax shirt. Yeah. Which just not the type of thing you'd see, you know, black people wearing even at the beach usually. Um, but it, is, hell, it is, it is, West, it is a West coast thing. So it is. And I mean, I've shit, I, I've got a Mr. Zog's t-shirt still. From fucking like, I think I've had it since high school. <laughs> I still, I still fits me. So fuck it, I wear it. But uh, 
you know, and again, they're trying to sort of ditch these chicks in order to go out and be on their own, but they still need the hotel room. So, you know, they're doing that. And they do finally, you know, just tell the girls to stay and go out and start. This is the strip club scene. Yes, probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> Your favorite scene. My favorite scene. It should be everybody's favorite scene. Yes. And, and how... Will be definitely playing a scene where he uh, gets a little confused <laughs> about yeah. one of the uh, uh, strippers at the uh, club. That was... I, 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 will, <laughs> I, I will. But before that, I want to play how they ended up at the strip club. Here we okay. go. Ooh-wee! This beach is fat. It's like heaven, man. What you think? Oh, man, I think I'm starving. Man, let's just go somewhere and get something to eat, man. Sell some sunglasses and be out. Oh, man, it's too late to start selling sunglasses. See, everybody boning out. Well, let's just go get something to eat. <laughs> man, we just got to L.A., man. All you think about is food. Man, let's go get some women. Narelle, let's go somewhere with both. Women and food. How about that? Which is why the strip club is great. Love the strip club. Um... And the girl they have dancing up there, sexy as hell, the little blonde uh, dancer. This was her only movie, by the way. Let me ask you, Box. Mm -hmm. You know, since you probably, you know, know, and I'm like, it's not even an old man joke, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying, like, you saw strippers in the 90s, I'm sure up and through the mid 2000s. What would you say was the better class of stripper? 90s, 2000s, 2010s? Break it down. If you if you if you had to choose an era of strippers, what was the best era for you? Nineties. When I first started going, they were much better than. Uh, I mean, ninety six. Shit, this was. I was twenty one. I was definitely going to strip bars. Twenty one. Um, two years later, I was twenty three years old, making fucking you know two three thousand dollars a week. So. <clears throat> I was uh, definitely hanging out at the strip bar. Okay. Wow, and, yeah, uh, that's, that's actually surprising. I figured you would have said maybe like late 90s, early 2000s, but you think the 90s overall was the best well, place? Well, it strippers? was more late 90s where I was going to the strip bars. Okay. So they, but the more I started going, the later I started going, they just turned into fucking straight whores. I mean, they would walk up to you like, hey, for a hundred bucks, I'll blow you. <laughs> like, what kind of fucking club? This used to be a cool club. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, and trust me, I, I thought about it. She was pretty fucking hot, but. Was she bucks. trying to, let me, let me ask you. Was she trying to play, pay her college tuition? <laughs> I don't think so. I think she was trying to pay for some fucking coke she was a skinny little blonde girl uh, short truthfully she was my kind of chick but <laughs> but 100 bucks <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, judgment free zone remember that hey 100 bucks just for a fucking blow I ain't paying 100 bucks for that shit <laughs> fuck that I could I mean at, at, where that club was I could literally walk outside make a right and get a blowjob for 20 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you, you know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean, boss. Don't worry and, about it. Let me put it this way, Anthony. The, 
the club, the strip club I mainly frequented was off of Martin Luther King Boulevard. Okay. Does that say anything to you? It says a lot. Like Chris Rock said, if you're on Martin Luther King Boulevard, run. <laughs> run. Damn shame. <laughs> I swear, every city you go to has a Martin Luther King Boulevard, and mm -hmm. there's always some foul shit going on. That's yep. a damn shame, it really is. Yep, yep. It, uh, down in Pompano, it's uh, Martin Luther King slash Hammondville. So it's uh, two different roads. Depends on you know which way you're going on the road. But, you know, this is uh, that was the type of road it was on. You know, for 20 bucks, I could walk outside and get one. So for 100 bucks, even though she was uh, she, she was pretty hot. but So for 100 bucks, was this like a high-end club or was this one of those uh, no, wall-type clubs? It was middle-of-the-road type clubs. I mean, it wasn't charlie's rustic bay inn that me and my buddy used to go to which wasn't really a strip club but it was never a shock to see naked women in that club um usually though they were nasty biker chicks with tits down to their knees uh, it was a rough club dude that we used to go to but this was the fucking place that Charlie's Rustic Bay Inn was the place that was in a warehouse district in Fort Lauderdale. It had porno playing on four TVs. And I don't mean softcore porno. I mean hardcore porno. Playing on all the TVs, a pool table, and a bartender in a thong, and sometimes a bra. Nice. Some, sometimes not even a thong. And the bartender wasn't the best-looking chick in the world. Yeah, and that's, that's always the case. But The chicks that really don't look like nothing is the chicks that go that extra mile. It's like, damn it, why can't the hot chicks be like that? Why yeah. can't the hot chicks have low self-esteem? Yeah, and put it this way, that bar did get closed down from a shooting that happened. <laughs> um, and I said, Jesus, an unsatisfied customer? This bar <laughs> was... <laughs> Let me the, guess, what, 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 did the guy sober up, look, <laughs> look what he was about to take home and just decide to flip out? I don't know. We we don't know. We never knew what happened. It's just we pulled up there one night and it it said permanently closed due to shooting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, rest in peace to whatever happened to the you know person, the patron. But that's just hilarious. Yeah, dude. This I'm telling you, this place was one of a kind. Uh, it, it's also a place that I'm glad I not only know about, but went to. And I mean, we used to like, we would stay so late. We've helped me and my buddy have helped stock the, f the, 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 the beer fridge. And, you know, re we've re even rewound the fucking videos. I mean, <laughs> you know, VHS days, uh, yeah, it's a couple <clears throat> bars like that here in Philly where I've literally stayed so long. I wound up getting free drinks. I mean, I'm talking about past last call. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where you know everybody, they know yep. you, you're a regular, so it's like, fuck it. We're going to close the door then, but because we know you, we'll let you hang out a little bit. And 
<laughs> let you get yeah. a little free booze, that type of deal. First time we walked in that place, we were fucking scared. Yeah. We were fucking scared. It was... I don't even know how my buddy Mike heard about it. But it was a creepy, creepy place. But we kept going back. Yeah. We and that's like with any bar. Like It's always like that awkward little like moment when you go to a bar for the first time. Like, the yeah, the regulars. And then you kind of got to like emaciate yourself with the bartenders. People that go there. And once they kind of get used to you. Yeah. And uh, literally the first time we walked in there, I looked at my buddy Mike and I'm like, I don't have a gun. And he's like, I do. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. All right, at least one of us does. Oh, I was fucking nervous. It was, like I said, you walk in, there's, the first thing you see when you walk in is a two-foot dildo that is about as thick. You see my hands? I know that everyone else can't see my hands, but that's about, what, five inches probably? Like a five-inch round dildo hanging from the ceiling. Um, I've seen it not only be taken down, but used. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We've seen chicks in that. We saw two biker girls in that bar just literally start eating each other out. It was weirdly tantalizing yet gross at the same time uh <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing man it's like i had more honestly i don't know about you box i had more fun at like the uh lower level hole in the wall type bars mainly because my money goes a lot further in them but it's always those are the type of bars that always bring about the most danger oh, the, scari- the, 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 the scariest bars are either gonna be the worst experience of your life or some of the best yeah. One of the two. There's no in between, midway. It's they're either gonna be holy shit, that was the worst thing I've ever been through, or holy shit yeah. that I'll never forget that fucking night. And there's nights there. Yeah. There's nights there I won't even go into, but uh we spent many a nights there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was I mean literally when I say a warehouse district, I mean everything around it was a warehouse except this place. And I don't know if I mean, we would mention it. No one ever knew about it. So, like I said, I don't know how my buddy heard about it. He heard about it from someone at work, I think. But when we finally went to this little fucking hole in the wall, it was amazing. But. Now, the booby trap, which was the the first the strip club I was talking about, I hung... I, basically, I was there every weekend with my buddy Joe for probably two years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was fun. But, yeah, the... Uh, you know, that was late 90s, early 2000s. And, again, you know, as the 2000s rolled in, the girls just turned in. Basically, they were whores. Yeah. They were high-priced whores who didn't want to be escorts. Yeah, basically. Because, you know, I guess a quick little story. When I was out in New Orleans for, what was that, WrestleMania 31? No, it probably was 30. I think it was 30. I think. Yeah. yeah. 
It might have been 30, mm-hmm. 31. It was one of the th- early 30 ones. So it was probably 30. Uh, it was, you ever been to the penthouse? Mm-mm. Well, that's a high end club. And if you ever are out in New Orleans, don't go there. <laughs> it, it, I mean, first of all, the cheapest drink in there was like fucking 12 bucks. And it had like I want to say it was like a ten or fifteen dollar cover charge. So I was already disgusted by the time I took that first sip. And it was like one of those places where like they had some good looking women there. But I'm like, yeah, attitude. Pro- I-, I think I stayed there for about fifteen twenty minutes, and I had to- I had to get out. Yeah, you see, when you go to a club like that or a bar like that, there's only one thing the girls are looking for. Yeah, rich dudes who can afford to. You know, be there and spend as much money as they want. And even if you want to spend the type, they still like they kind of had like a uh, you know, they weren't even whores. They were like fucking teases. Ugh. That that was the fucking worst part. Like, yeah, they'll they'll sh- show you shit, but it's just like, yeah, keep your distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's not a good experience. It, it, no, fuck that. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you nah. if I'm spending like damn near fifteen bucks on a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. That's why you I'm glad. Kiss my ass a little bit. That's why I'm glad I drink beer. At least I can, you know, get away with, you know, the cheapest of the cheap drinks. Yeah, and I, and it's, I don't mind spending money to have a good time, but like when you spend that type of money, you expect a, a little better service. Put it to you like that. Yeah. Now the booby trap had a good deal for bachelor parties: twenty bucks a head. All you can drink. Ah. Very cool. Well drinks and beer only. So, but the beer you drank wasn't great. You paid it was for Coors, it Heineken. I not even. It was draft. No Corona. No draft oh, beer. Oh. Draft beer. And I think they gave you whatever was fucking left on tap from a couple of weeks ago. It was horrible. Yeah, basically shit they trying to get rid of. Yeah, I got you. But, yeah, you paid the next day, but uh, it wasn't a bad deal. 20 bucks a head. And you, you could drink. And then they did that for, I think it was two hours. The problem is if you went to another strip club and told them you were just a booby trap drinking for two hours... They wouldn't even let you in. <laughs> I almost got into a fight with a manager from a club called Diamond Dolls. This uh, little piece of shit. I forget his fucking name. Everyone said he was mobbed up, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking beat this dude. He I keep think I was there. Diamond. You said Diamond Dolls? Diamond Dolls. There's many of them. There's many diamond dolls, but yeah, he wouldn't let us in. He's like, you guys have been fucking drinking it, fucking booby trap. I don't want you in my club. <laughs> but bitch, fuck you. We're sitting here in a limo. <laughs> not, not any limo. The limo, A limo that says private, not for hire. Ah. You know, I, it was my limo. <laughs> and the guy still was being a fucking dickhead. So, I don't know. I, it was a rough night. I almost beat the shit out of him. Uh, if his guys didn't come out of the club with guns, I probably would have. But, you know, when I see guns, I back off. 
just the way I am. You know. But uh, anyway, back to the movie. Because none of this happens in this movie. And um, But anyway, they are in a strip club. And this this scene did save the movie for me. Um, very much so. I mean, how can you not love a scene in a strip club? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Strip clubs. And, and honestly, this was a... I don't know if these women... they Some of these women in this scene, this might have been their only movie, but they seemed like they had real-life stripper experience. All I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They, they seemed very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the like I like it, I it felt like this was filmed in an honest to goodness stripper club strip club where they hired real actual strippers. Like they hired the uh, A team. Put it to you like that. The 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 the, the seven o'clock to close team. Yeah. Yes, I get you. Um but yeah, he um not only is he a little naive in this movie looking for love. But they make him out to be pretty fucking stupid in this scene, which I wasn't really crazy about. Um, yeah. A girl walks up to him in a schoolgirl outfit, and he she starts talking to him, and he actually asks her, do you go to school around here or something? Yeah, yeah, it, it, you could tell, like, like you said, naive is a good way of putting it. He basically came across as somebody that doesn't have a lot of uh, real life, real world type experience when it comes to dealing with the opposite sex. Mm. Exactly, and they do say he is a virgin in this movie. Um, you know, back earlier in the movie, um, and then we go to Darrell. Darrell is having a blast in the strip club, looking at this girl with. Uh, this Burnett girl with giant, giant boobs. And um, yes. again, uh, Benny is sitting there with, uh, I believe her name is Angel, um, as usual. You know, they're either Angel or they're named after a car, Mercedes, Lexus. Or seasoning. Or, or seasoning, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, spice. You get a pepper, uh, a spice. Sp- pepper, spice, yeah. So, anyway, she finally starts, she she asks, do you want to dance from me? He says, yes, um, and she's dancing. She keeps going and going. He keeps saying more, more, more. Great ass, by the way, on this one. Great, great body all around on this one, yes. by the way. I wish I wish we had to saw more of her in this movie and the other movies down the road. I wish. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. she's still around. <laughs> Put and it like the girl, that. and the girl Darrell is looking at that girl. Look at the titties on that shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. They're fake as hell, but they're beautiful. Um, this is where we also get to meet the. I swear to God, I if this was. You know, a little later, this movie, I would have thought Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore just walked into the fucking strip club. Uh, this guy plays the Jersey-type douchebag so good in this movie. Um, who is this guy? Greg Vance. He plays Mikey Z. Yes. 
sort of like basically he is Mike the situation. He's the annoying Guido type guy. Um and immediately starts getting on Darrell's nerves. Uh, this is another, I guess you could call him a, a, a main character from the movie. But um, Darrell's sitting there with a dollar bill in his mouth. The girl's walking up to him. And Mikey has a $5 bill. And she, of course, says something to him and takes that bill out of his mouth. Eh, fuck it, here we go. What? My money not good enough for you? Okay, got it. Let's hear it for the sinister Shit, and hold up some real money. Was somebody talking to you? I'm the only one in this place who's gonna talk to you when you got a measly dollar hanging out your mouth. And your teeth gonna be hanging out your mouth if you don't get out of my face. Look, man, I just thought you were happy to brother, you know, like brother? myself. Man, you ain't no brother. But you're just a sucker, man. Oh, see, now I'm gonna fight you. Yeah, what's up? Is that six dances already? No, actually, I think it's seven. All right, here we go. Uh, this is the part Anthony wanted me to play. This is where Benny is confused. He thinks this stripper likes him. Um, beware, guys. When a stripper likes you, she's working you. Um, I mean, granted, I've got a few out of the club, but it's few and far between. You need to uh, pick your spots. Um but anyway, this is where he gets seriously confused into thinking she was dancing for him, and he didn't have to pay. So here we go. We'll roll this scene. You want another dance? Oh, yeah! Okay. Hi! Benny, Benny, I see you done found yourself a little hottie. Shake that thing. Well, don't talk to her like that. Relax, G. She really likes me, man. <laughs> What's so funny, man? She been dancing for me like this all night. Benny, man, you gotta pay her. What? What you think? I'm that desperate I'm gonna be paying for this? <laughs> Sweetheart. What are you doing, Durrell? I know you just doing your thing, shaking your pretty round round, but um, you got my boy here confused. <sighs> Benny, my shift's almost over anyway. Why don't we just settle up? Settle up? Eight dances, it's two hundred dollars. I thought you really liked me. I do like you. Fellas, is there a problem here? Cheap motherfuckers! There you go. So, $200 later. Gotta be careful in those strip clubs. Money don't last long if you ain't careful. Yeah, you gotta pick your spots. And like you said, you know, everybody can have a good night. But it's like what you just you gotta pick your spots and you gotta pick the uh proper clientele when you go to those type places. Put it to you like that. There you go. The clientele. Um you just gotta watch out, man. These girls, they know what they're doing and they're fucking good at it. Um this is where uh they leave the club and of course Mikey decides he wants to race. And uh, they race back to the hotel. Um, and again, Mikey's the douchebag. And here comes another ticket for these guys. So that's two tickets. So this trip is costing them a lot of fucking money. Yes, but, but once again, though, we're 
I, we're roughly about 40 minutes into the movie, and it's like, this $300 has served them quite well, even though they would have had more left if it wasn't for that ill-fated <laughs> visit to the strip club. Yeah, yeah, and again, it cuts back. The parents are still lost. Um, the daughter thinks she's dying because she hasn't eaten. <laughs> that was actually funny. Daddy, I think I'm dying. Um, but uh, they go cut back to the scene, and they're at the... Uh, they're in the hotel room. The two Swedish girls they picked up are there. Again, remember they swindled these girls into keeping the hotel room. And um, they're drinking and looking very sexy. But of course, again, Benny is the, I don't know these girls. I want to find someone special to have my first time with. And he won't do anything with these girls as much as Darrell is begging him. But Mikey walks in and interrupts the shit anyway and ends up taking one of the girls anyway. So, you know, what the fuck? He ends up leaving the room with his uh, his boom box that we hadn't mentioned yet. Uh, he loves his boom box, which, again, is sort of... Is that, is, is that like a juice reference? Maybe, possibly. It might that that was yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, that might be a little callback. Might be because he did have that in juice too. He walked around with it. Um and uh yeah. So he walks out of the fucking room because, you know, he ain't getting none. And Mikey and Darrell are banging away. I guess we can leave it at that. Banging away? Yeah. Banging yeah. away. Yeah. Banging away. Uh, he's outside. Darrell tries to get him to go in and kind of sneak in. Um, sort of rape. This is ridiculous. But uh, he breaks the bed, never gets to sleep with the girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, it, it was one of those things where they betray him as na- I mean, I, they betray him as a nice guy, but just naive. So you just kind of feel sorry for him in some instances, but it's like, come on, dude. Like, You had to look where you're at. Mm-hmm. Especially with that strip club scene. I was disappointed in him for that one. I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the next day, they do end up back at the beach. And, of course, they're about to sell sunglasses. But before they do, of course, Darrell meets a girl. Um and there's two girls there, but Benny's too shy to do anything. Uh, then the line he does give the girl sucks. Um, this is the line he gives her. Hold on one sec. Here we go. How are we going to sell some sunglasses? Darrell! I'm one of the fat boys. Really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the fat one? That's original. <laughs> yeah. Uh, strike out. Um, and of course, the next scene, all they do is they're showing great asses walking by. Um, great asses. Again, if it wasn't for the tits and ass in this movie, this movie would really suck. 
I hate to tell you. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. May, no. Maybe that's why I have a soft spot <laughs> for this movie. Ironically enough, you don't get soft spots watching this movie. Soft spot or wet spot? Which one? Probably a combination of the two. <laughs> <laughs> especially if you watch, if, especially when you first saw this movie as a young adolescent. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Many a situation. Okay. Okay. Let's situations. All right. We'll leave it at that one. Um, you know, but again, you know, it shows him he's, as much as he tries, he can't find a girl. Uh, Darrell's out there getting his, and um, poor Benny can't find a girl. Yeah. Just horrible walking around. Yeah. It, 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 which, honestly, you know, it kind of goes to show you that. It's not even about being an asshole. It's about confidence. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, like you know, like the Rose said, it, it's all about confidence. Like when you, if you approach anybody, male, female, with a certain level of confidence, not conceited, but co- confidence, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how far that takes you. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> Benny at different points come kind of comes across as a sad sack at certain points. You know, I just want a girl to love me and. Be you know it, it kind of comes across as like a so like a pity party. Nobody wants to be around that. You have to have a certain level of confidence, and you have to be a unattached. Kinda, basically, you have to make yourself unavailable. It kind of comes off like a pussy in this movie. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. I was trying to be politically correct, but yeah, you're right. That's a no. good way of putting it. No, it comes off like a shy little pussy. Um, well, closed mouth don't get fed. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So. You know, once again, Darrell going off, getting some, and finally they're about to sell the sunglasses, and uh, Darrell sees who he thinks is Kenny Rogers. It's not Kenny Rogers. It's just some homeless dude, and uh, gives him a bunch of sunglasses, and of course, after that, what happens? Darrell meets another chick. This movie is pretty much Darrell meeting women. Hey, I'm not. Hey, look, I'm not mad at the man. <laughs> no, if you no. can, if you can get it, get it. You only yeah. young once. Yeah, and then it goes to a scene where um, Benny, all he sees now, they're broke, completely broke. These guys are after that little strip club trip. They don't have money to eat or anything, and all Benny sees though is couples. Not only couples, but couples eating. Um, guy gets mad at his girl, throws a burger in the water, and he flips out. <laughs> I would, I could have eaten. I could have eaten that. <laughs> you know, he's hungry. But, uh, <laughs> are you crazy? He asks the guy. <laughs> but, uh, he does have a little bit of fucking money. And he does go up to a uh, a line, and he starts asking, you know, he eating or getting food. You know what? Let's just play this scene because it's sort of uh, this is sort of a turn in the movie. So here we go. What? Maybe you didn't hear me correctly. I said heavy D. Line forms at the rear. If I was you, I wouldn't be making those fat jokes. I ain't making any jokes, baby. You know, just uh, stating the obvious. Fuck. Hot box. 
hot box. Uh. Your box, it's uh, real hot. Yeah, real hot. Got any Luther? I just go crazy for Luther. I think I'll do just about anything for some Luther. Uh. He gets so nervous, he just throws the radio basically in their hands and leaves. Um, this is Candace, Denise, and I don't know the other girl's name. But uh, Candace is basically the girl of his dreams. Literally. Literally, she is. And she's fucking hot. Um but of course, those hot girls always come with uh, strings attached. So now yeah. Denise is the kind of nerdy sort of doesn't fit in with the other two girls. Uh, the other two girls are really sort of materialistic type girls. And uh, Denise just is sort of um, the shy smart one nerdy like i said before nerdy is a good way to put it um she's now, the less hoish of the three exactly. and i say that because she's like the only one that's not you know she's you know cute girl cute girl mm -hmm. but she's she wears the most clothing out of anyone in this movie and they it, they really did their best to try to ugly her up if you look at her she's Denise, I mean, um, in the early scenes, they really they put like extra makeup on her. Yeah, uh, they tie her hair back. Yeah, they tie her hair back. Meanwhile, she's like ripped and hot. Yes. Yeah, you can see it through the makeup. You can see she's ripped and hot as hell. Uh, then we go to the uh, booty contest. That's happening. Coolio is the announcer for the booty contest. Um, I mentioned this scene because this is the scene where uh, Benny is trying to tell uh, Darrell that he's in love. He's found the girl of his dreams. Benny's, uh, Darrell's not really listening. He's like, fuck, every one of these girls, the girls are my dreams. But this is also where... Candace meets Darrell and Mikey, and they make a bet. Um, here we go. Here's the bet. Let's just go ahead and play the bet. Fuck it. All wrapped up if it wasn't for you. She was giving me the blowout for your benefit. If you weren't drooling all over, she'd be back in my room screaming by now. That's the only way she'd be in your room is screaming for help. Please. You think you can score with that ahead of me? You ain't even a threat. Bet on that. What you got, uh, one of your little famous dollars? I got that box from last night. Yeah, tombs kick real nice. $300 against it. Bet. Bet. So there you go. He just bet Benny's boombox against... Um... <clears throat> 300 bucks. Mikey's $300. Sorry. I got my throat got all fucking... Ugh. Um, now, while he's doing that, uh, what's her name's friend? Candace's friend, the other one, I can't remember her fucking name. 
does walk up to for some reason she wants Darrell <clears throat> badly. Uh, so of course Darrell obliges, and uh, yes, this leads to another funny scene. <laughs> it does lead to another funny scene where, um, well, I well again the parents are lost. We'll go ahead and uh, put that in there, but um, no, because the, the, that's the next scene. The parents are lost. Um, as Benny is walking up to the car because she's going to kind of check on the car this is what happens I went a little too far back I'm with the dad walking across here we go buy food get drinker sell sunglasses buy food get drinker sell sunglasses The sunglasses have been stolen. Gone. By the most comically bad criminal ever captured on film, by the way. Yes. And not only are they gone, but they're gone while Darrell is in the car doing the friend. What's going on, baby? Uh, nothing, baby. It's just a twitch. What's going on out there? Nothing. It's some crazy homeless guy. Fuck you, Darrell. I know that guy. He gave us this radio. He what? Quit my job. Steals my dad's car. Fucks in my dad's car. It's all my fault, man. And I'm dead, hungry, no food, no money. Following behind Durrell. Hey, you. I got your radio. Oh. Again, the friend you question, why is he my friend? Now, this is where Denise comes up to him. I was just actually played that scene a little bit. I'll go ahead and play the rest of it in just a second here. Um... But Denise starts showing a little bit of interest in him while bringing back his radio. <clears throat> Again, they've got her hair pulled back. They've got too much makeup on her. They're doing everything they can to make her not look as hot as you can tell she is. Um, especially in this scene. She looks amazing in this scene. It's like they there was no way for them to make her not hot uh her body is just great yeah so. I, I guess the you know if we want to break it down i guess the psychology was they wanted to make her as not ugly so much but just like a plain jane type that could be believably be into a guy like benny yeah and i and guess that they I, I guess they're looking their thinking was if they make her too unbelievably hot it, it wouldn't be realistic that a girl like that that could have any dude she wanted would be interested in a guy like benny yeah, and her name is Jennifer Lucine, and uh, this is her only movie. I, as hot as she is, her acting is deplorable. She is the one. Actually, all three of those girls are like softcore porn level acting. Yes, 
But we, I mean, but uh, would you agree that this is a, a turning point? That little speech we just heard from Benny, you, do you think that was like a turning point for him, character-wise, in the movie where he kind of like starts to develop a backbone? A little bit, and this is, you know, like I said, this is the scene where Denise shows a little interest in him. Um, he's not really thinking about her at all, sort of blows her off. And we'll go ahead and play this scene real quick just to uh, just to show you. Here we go. Friend, I thought you might want it back. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I got it for my birthday. It's nice. Guess I look kind of stupid, huh? Leaving it with your girlfriend and stuff, right? You like her, huh? She has a boyfriend? Usually. I feel so alone. Like a seashell washed up on the seashore. Waiting for the tide to wash me back so I can find my one and only true love. That was nice. Where'd you hear it? Actually, I wrote it. Really? It's beautiful. I'm Denise. What's your name? I'm Benny. Me and my friend Darrell came down to make some money. Have you made any? No. It's Darrell. All he wants to do is pick up women on the beach. You know what? I'm tired of this. I don't understand. All I need is one girl. Candace? Everybody likes Candace. Well, it's nice seeing you, Benny. Uh, hopefully I'll see you again and maybe you can read some of thy stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I your like stuff. that. <sighs> There you go. Again, sort of blows her off. Uh, she's really showing interest in him. He's, again, stupid, naive, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but doesn't see that uh, Denise is showing a little bit of interest in him. Um, once again, we go to another daydreamy here. He's sort of daydreaming. Uh, big titties bouncing as he's dreaming he's a lifeguard and uh you know basically says oh i haven't passed my test yet but i'll try out my cpr on her and candace walks up and once again though he's just daydreaming nothing, nothing doesn't happen to him um but this is where a, for some reason a couple uh, a kid pisses him off calls him fat and he serves his volleyball so hard he pops it um and, and eventually the real life jermaine hopkins is actually a hell of a volleyball player really that's why they actually incorporated that into the movie oh he's, a, he's actually pretty good with it cool. and he basically said growing up he wasn't like the best athlete but like for some reason he just picked up volleyball volleyball is uh it's cool man it's fun especially beach volleyball have beach you played? Volleyball. Oh, I I used to play beach volleyball all the time. I mean, did you? I mean, did you play it competitively? Like, uh, you no. Ever get, you know? no, I never had like grades good enough to do that shit. Oh, no, no, but um, you definitely gotta have good hand hand eye coordination for it. So it's not it's not something that anybody can do. So it's like anybody that can play volleyball is actually pretty uh pretty talented. Yeah, tall and lanky is also good, like me. 
I'm tall and lanky. So, uh, you know, it was always a good plus in the game. But, yeah, I loved playing beach volleyball, and uh, I played in Florida all the time. Ah. We used to skip school and go play all the time. Let me me ask you. Mm Mm-hmm. Were the titties worth it? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so you didn't, you they didn't have to twist your arm too much to go. No, no, no. I was using my idea. Uh, <laughs> put it nice. that way. Um, but again, the volleyball does come in because there is a ten thousand dollar tournament uh, that is coming up now. Benny doesn't know about it yet, but he is over there playing volleyball. A couple walks up and is like, dude, great serve. You need to play. Um, In the meantime, Mikey finds Candace. Again, Mikey and Darrell have a bet. And um, he talks Candace into playing on his team. Uh, Again, he's trying to... They have a little bet who's going to bang her first. But Mikey is trying to get Candace on his team. She does agree. But uh, in the meantime, while he's doing that, uh, Darrell sees him talking to Candace, Mikey, and has his Jeep towed. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. But again, they got a bet going. So, you know. But, you know, it's just one of those parts. But... Uh, Candace, Darrell walks up to Candace. She wants nothing to do with him at all. Uh, nothing to do with him. But um, from there, we go, and Benny is serving the volleyball and winning every single game that they're playing. Um, Darrell walks up to him, and he's pissed at Darrell for everything going on right now. Is everything being stolen? But... Um, you know, Benny does decide that bef- they're leaving the next tomorrow, the next day, and before he does, he's gonna tell the girl of his dreams that he loves her. Uh, so he does. You know, they show him trying to think of a poem, sitting by on the dock on the pier, trying to think of a poem to give to her, and he writes it and he gives it to her, and of course. She's sort of bitchy, so here's how it goes. He hands her a poem, basically, and walks away. So here we go. Ugh. How do you know him? What did he give you? Love to be in love, to dream, to understand your dreams, and shout from the rooftops that you have found the one you love. <laughs> wow. I think that's really eloquent. Well, if that means stupid, I agree. You guys are cold-hearted. He's a really nice guy. Not like his friend Durrell. Durrell! Benny says he's scamming all the time. Yeah, I'm leaving for the army tomorrow. You know, going off to war. I mean, who knows if I ever make it back. Really? Which one? Oh, uh, you know that uh, Saddam Hussein? Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. On you. All right, so there you go. Uh, kind of gave you two parts there. There was, uh, you know, obviously Candace doesn't appreciate the poem. She thinks it's ridiculous and stupid. And, of course, Darrell is doing what he does, trying to get laid. Uh, but Candace does go up to Darrell. And, of course, there's some 
planning going on. So let me give you that real quick. Give me one second here and I'll get to that part. Here. Hey. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Who is that? Oh. <laughs> no one. So, um, I thought I wasn't your type. Oh, come on. That was just talk. I didn't think you'd give up so easily. So, um, what are you doing tonight? Whatever you are, baby. <laughs> well, then, what do you say we go for a nice, long ride along the coast? I'd do anything for just a nice, relaxing ride. Top down. Wind in my hair. You know, I think I just quiver all over just thinking about it. Benny, Benny, man! Now, she heard during that conversation that uh, Darrell had a Mercedes. Now, she's basically a gold digger, if you haven't figured it out yet, Candace is. And, um, of course, Darrell now is going to do everything he can to get Benny to give him the keys to the car. Um, I guess I can go ahead and play that, right? Death. Yeah, what the hell. Ben. Just thinking, man. I need to buy the car tonight. What? I need to buy the car, man. It's life or death. No. Don't make me beg, man. Get out of my face, Darrell. I will. I get on my knees and I beg like a little itty bitty baby doll. Darrell, read my lips. You're not touching my dad's car. No, man, but it's this girl, man. I think I really like her. Yeah, you like her, huh? Like enough to bounce on your dick? No, man. I'm talking serious and I can get her, you know, if I... Lie to her and tell her you got a nice car? Nah, man, it's not like that. She don't care if I drive a bicycle. <clears throat> yeah, is that right? Well, you better get yourself a swim, because uh, I can't help you. Remember love, man? You told me you were in love today. I'd do anything to help you get that girl. So help me. Now, we do need to bring up that um, Darrell doesn't know that Benny is chasing the same girl. Yes, this is true. Yes, Darrell has no clue that the dream woman is Candace. So that's another little subplot to this movie. Yeah. So hearing this conversation, that does need to be known. So here you go. Using women, this will stop me. I got a problem, man. Help me, Benny. Save me. You don't like this girl. I think this can be the only girl I'm ever with again. Ever. You lying. Serious. Well, who is she then? Met her at the beach. This shit is amazing. We both come down here and fall in love in the same day. What happened with your girl? I just gave her this poem that I wrote for her. Ah, aggressive. What'd she say? I don't know. I ran away. You ran away? Isn't it amazing? She's going to be sitting there wondering for the rest of her life what her life could have been like with this mysterious poet that she met on the beach, man. Don't take much to please you, does it? All right, Darrell. One of us might as well get the girl. But don't be fucking in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you big time. Yeah, you do. And we leave it first thing in the morning, come hella hot water. Hey. So he does give him the keys finally. 
And, and he also um, gives him a couple bucks to carry some food. He also gives him, it looks like a 50 that he gives him, by the way, when he holds it up. It looks like a 50. But yeah, he does all he wants is some food. And on this note, um, Anthony, we're going to take a quick break. I got to piss. So we're going to take a real quick break. Hope that's all right. And then we will get to the last few minutes of this movie. And uh, we'll see y'all in just a minute. Cool. Yeah, I got to piss, dude. I'll be right back. Oh, do I have to piss? I feel better. You okay? I had to piss like a fucking maniac. Whew. Okay. I feel lighter. Like I can finish this movie now. Let me go ahead while I'm not here. One sec. Let me pour one last beer. Then we'll start back and finish this shit up. We don't have much more left. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I know. I've seen this movie enough times. <laughs> and I'll probably blow through a few scenes. So here we go. All right. Let's do this. All right. Music down. Pause. We'll be back on in just a fucking second here. Alright, we're back. I feel much better. I feel lighter. Um, and hey, the the streak is over. We come back from a break, you having to take a piss, and I'm still up. So yes, there, you know it is a good time. There you go, you're still awake. That's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we're back. Uh, Darrell gives uh, 
Benny a little money to go eat. He does go get himself some food. And um, this is also where Mikey finds out that um, Darrell has taken out Candace. Now, remember, 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 they've got a bet going whoever sleeps with her first. So, you know, Benny, Benny though, does get his food. He's in the hotel room. The sweetest chicks come in with two bodybuilder-type guys. And um, they're in there. He sneaks out to go try to eat his food. But uh, Mikey basically walks in. And when Mikey walks in, he starts basically telling Benny some things he's not very happy about. So uh, if you'll give me a couple seconds here, I'll get to the point where Mikey walks in. Here we go. Uh, what you got, Slimmy Slim? What do I got? Yeah, you know how you doing. What's going on? I'm trying to eat. Hey, uh, you know where your boy is? I don't know. He's out with some girl or something. Do you know where they went? Yeah, they're in a hotel bar right down there. This hotel? Why? What do you need with him? Relax. Mom. Now, pay attention to the screaming in the background, which is the two Swedish girls getting plowed. Um... Yes. But I want you to pay attention to the screaming in the background and then listen to what Mikey says in a minute. You'll see the irony pop in again. Here we go. For him, I'm looking for that girl that he's with. I don't know about her, but Darrell's pretty much into her. Hoping up for I'm into her, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Me and your boy put a bet down who could, you know, wax that ass first. A bet? Darrell doesn't even have anything to bet. He put up his box against my $300. His box? That's my box! Easy, big guy. People trying to sleep around here. <laughs> People trying to sleep. Again, can you hear the screaming of the Swedish girls being plowed? Um, let's just finish the scene. Here we go. Where you going? To kill Darrell. Darrell. All right. That, that, I guess that was the end of the scene. But here we go. Um, this is where, again, we go to the next scene. Darrell is talking to Candace. Um, Candace needs to go to the bathroom, and she does. Next thing you know, Benny does find Darrell at the uh, hotel bar. <laughs> yes, and this—I don't know. This is like another funny scene that leads into another funny scene where Benny just kind of goes off. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> and again, Mikey, of course, pays back uh, Darrell by getting the Mercedes towed from a handicap spot. Um, you know, so that's obviously we've mentioned before his his dad's favorite car. Um, but Benny also sees Denise here again. She shows a little more interest, and again, he kind of blows her off. Um, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and play some of this. Fuck it. We're almost at the end of the movie anyway. What's up, cuz? Oh, what's up, cuz, me? This was a bet? You fucked around with my dad's car, and this was all a bet? Relax, man. And you bet at my box? Benny, chill. Man, give me the keys. I'm leaving. 
and you way too uptight. All weekend you fucked around with the glasses and you treated every girl like shit. Don't any of them mean anything to you? Nope. Does this one even know she's a bet? Man, what are you, the leader of the women's movement or something? You act like you know this girl. Darrell, I don't have to know her. I just don't treat people like that. I don't care who they are. Hey, Darrell. You ready to go? You. Hi. Thanks for that poem today. It was so sweet. He gave. All right. So he just found out that the girl Darrell is into and making a bet with is his dream girl. Um, again, the girl is hot. Um, especially in this little silver latex dress she has on. Yeah. Uh, dim titties are just screaming to get out of that dress. Uh, screaming, literally, to get out of that dress. Oh, uh, yes. Mm hmm. And um, I'll go ahead and play a little more of this, and then we'll uh, and then we'll wrap up soon. Poem today? Yeah. Benny, I'm sorry, man. Benny, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. How could you? I didn't know it was your girl, man. It should make a difference who girl it was, Darrell. You're right. You're a low life. I know. A scumbag. I agree. Lower than the animal. Garbage. Someone who just don't care about nobody but they self. What can I say? Except I can't help it. All right. So after Benny finds out all that and him and Darrell have a little conversation, it uh, shows his dad. Um, also shows the Mercedes being towed. His dad thinks it's his car. But the mother said that's the fifth car you thought was yours. So he's sort of not, you know, all in there. Um, and then, of course, they are uh, pulling up to the same hotel Benny is staying in. But Benny doesn't know that yet. Uh, him and Darrell do go back to the room and they're arguing, yelling, screaming. That's and, funny. Um, <laughs> It is, and I'll I'll get to it in just a second here, where they're yelling and screaming. Um, here, I'll start. I'll start here. It's a yellow Mercedes, license plate Doctor T. One hundred and fifty dollars. Damn! What did I get a blow with that? You would never get the car nothing, back. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just a minute. Give me all the money you got, man. I handle this. That's all I got. How about seven dollars and some change? Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Didn't have enough money. Here we are, loaded last. Mm -hmm. This nice warm bed. Mm -hmm. In this nice warm room. Mm -hmm. Next to that nice warm ocean. Mm -hmm. How about some loving for Mr. Peppy? Mr. Peppy's had a long, hard day. Mm. Mr. Peppy's day wouldn't have been so long and hard as Mr. Peppy hadn't forgot the map. Just go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and forget this trip ever happened. Oh, but baby, it hasn't been that bad. Now, this is his dad, and he hasn't figured out yet that his dad is actually next door. Um, but he will in just a second. As they're screaming, here we go. <laughs> it's been real bad. How could you be so stupid and park in a handicap zone, Darrell? 
can yell at me. Well, why did you park there then? Man, I don't know handicapped people go dancing. Man, you think it's all a joke, but now you know they go dancing. And, and, oh. and we don't have the no money for food, and I'm hungry, and we ain't got the no money to get the car. That's right. Jesus Christ. What else could you do to fuck up my life, huh? Honda Ralphs, what else could possibly go wrong? Hey, hold that shit down. It's three o'clock in the morning. Sounds like my father. Hey, open up. That is me. Dorel? Hey, Mr. King. <laughs> What's up? What you doing here? Uh, just kicking it. Too bad Benny ain't here kicking it with you, but he's been responsible this summer, earning a living for himself. Yeah, that Benjamin is one responsible kid you got there. Darrell, hold it down. Yes, sir, Mr. King. Good night. Good night. So now he knows his dad is in the room right beside him. Um, and, of course, he does go. He's planning on telling his dad everything. But uh, right when he opens the door, Mikey, Mikey Z, comes to the door. And, um, again, this is where uh, another little twist in the movie. He does find out that Mikey was the one that had his car towed. And he's pretty pissed off. You know what? Let's fuck it. End of the movie. Roll it. To go tell my dad. The solution, man. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? Yo, what? You get your car back? Oh, you think it's scary? Hey, take it easy. Take it easy. You think it's fun? It's not my fault. Genius over here doesn't know the difference between being handy and being mentally. I met you again. No, no, no. Hey, look, I just came by to make sure that that little show you promised tonight, that it wasn't going off. Bet's off. Bet's off? Wrong! The bet is just beginning. Guess who's going to be playing in the big $10,000 tournament tomorrow? Me. Maybe you and Mr. Fitness over here should put a team together. Oh, that is so funny. And here's the best part. Sweet little Candace is on my team. Someone get lit. Hey, you gonna get what? What's the problem, man? He gets crazy sometimes, man. See you guys tomorrow. Peace. And I'm gonna get laid. How are we gonna get my dad's car back? Man, wake up. Shit. What? $10,000. Volleyball. With that crazy serve of yours and my skills, we can't lose. But Darrell, I gotta get back home tomorrow so I can go to work. With $10,000, you won't need to work. And when Candace sees that crazy serve of yours, she gonna go crazy for your shit. Mm. So there you go. They decide they're gonna get the money by playing in the volleyball tournament. Obviously, there was a reason we brought up the volleyball tournament earlier. Now you know why. So, here you go. This is why. Um, they now find out that they, uh, once they get these sweet, Swedish girls on board to play the tournament with them, uh, they go to sign up, and this is where they find out that they need $25 to sign up. Neither one of them have the $25 to sign up. So what do they do? They sit there, they sulk, and they wait. And of course, like in Ladies Man, if you wait long enough, something will happen. 
uh, Denise walks up and gives him $20. Um, but again, Darrell notices that Denise is showing a little bit of interest in uh, in Benny. Yeah. So more than a little bit. You know what? And Denise is also pissed off because uh, the girls didn't even ask her to play on their team. You know, again, she's sort of the nerdy girl. But uh, here we go. We'll roll this scene, too. I'm handling things. Hi, Benny. Hey, Denise. This is my friend Darrell. Hi, Darrell. You look upset. Is something wrong? No, it's just that we can't enter the tournament because we don't have the $25 interest. I've got 20. Give it up. Shut up, Darrell. We can't take your money, Denise. I want you to have it. You know, Candace and Tanya didn't even ask me to play on their team. So maybe... Her name is Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. Now we know. Here we go. I can help you beat them. And if you win, you can take me to dinner or something. Okay. All right, cool. We got to go. Thanks. Oh, I've got to go. Hope to see you later. Okay, once again, this girl is probably the worst actress in the world. Um, top five, at least. <laughs> but, you know, she gets her point across, and I guess that's what matters here. But, um, yeah, she does give them the $20, so they do have the money, finally, to enter the tournament. Um and again, Denise is sort of using it as a little bit of payback for them, not asking her to join with them. But um, they do enter the tournament, and they are killing the tournament. Now, Anthony. Yeah? The DJ. Yeah? Uh, in this movie, this this tournament is being held by a radio station, a local radio station. If I'm... Correct. This is a real DJ, like for a real show on that actual station. Uh, yeah. Was he like yeah, a... I, I can't think of the DJ's name, but yeah, he was a real DJ during that time period. Was he like a big syndicated show or just a local LA show? Do you know? I want to say it was uh, syndicated. Really? Yeah, I just can't think of the guy's name. Um... Cause he does, I mean, cause I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and he has one of those voices that I recognize. Mm-hmm. I can't, I couldn't place it. Yeah. Now, one person that we totally forgot to mention was in this movie, Anthony, um, during the booty contest uh, that we mentioned a while ago. Ah, I know you're going to. Yes, Tiny Zeus Lister uh, does show up in this movie for one quick cameo. Um, I guess that's how you know it's a good movie. Yeah, and uh, I also want to put, we, we mentioned Coolio. Mm-hmm. Now, Coolio was in this movie for all of 10 seconds, right? Like, like I don't know. I'll be generous and say 45 seconds. Um, I, I would be more generous and say three minutes. Yeah, well, he, 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 <laughs> he was only on set for like two days. Pretty much. Now, as far as far as the promotion, he was all over the posters and that type of. It was basically the first time that a guy who wasn't really a part of the movie mm-hmm. was using all of the advertising because this movie coincided with his rise. Like I think this came out roughly a year after Dangerous Minds, 
and cool. Coolio was everywhere. I mean, it does. It, it seems funny to say now, but in the mid '90s, Coolio was a pretty big fucking deal. Oh, and no, to get him on your shit was like a you know was a a coup. Dude, do you remember the uh, what was that Michelle fight from Dangerous Minds? Yeah, Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Yeah, Coolio. People, songs. Yeah, people forget that Coolio was a big deal in the mid nineties. He was huge around this time. I would say what ninety five, six, seven. Yeah, and then sort of blah fell out. But yeah, he was huge, and he couple of movies he you know had a few cameos in, but um, you know his songs were in a lot of fucking movies. Like I said, Dangerous Minds. That whole Gangster's Paradise song was the whole, was in that movie, you know, tons of times. It was the the theme for the whole movie. Yeah, you know, that that that, that that's a great fucking song that still gets airplay to this day. That's still a good song. I actually, that's one of the songs I actually like. That song, um, but you know, we go back here. Benny is you know busting the serve. He's winning, winning, winning. Um, and you know, the DJ is all over it. Like, damn, the fat boy could serve and, uh, don't need all the free hot dogs. <laughs> don't need all the free hot dogs. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're winning every tournament. Of course it comes down to, uh, the last two teams, of course, are Benny's team and, uh, Candace's team. Where, you know, Mikey is. Candace, before this, kind of finds out everything and um, does walk up to Benny and sort of tries to play Benny. Let me go ahead and um, give me a few seconds and I'll play that scene where she tries to play Benny. Right. Hey, Benny. Good foot long? Mm hmm. Uh, so. I just wanted to tell you, that poem you wrote me, it was so romantic. And I didn't know how to approach you, but good luck. Oh, Ooh. good luck to you too. Uh, I hope you win. Now, what I've heard in L.A., one of the hardest parts of doing these scenes is being on the beach and it's freezing. If you look at Candace, I believe it's cold this day. Clearly. Clearly. Because she's about to poke out his eye with her left nipple. <laughs> um... By That's the kind of detail, folks, you get on this show. It is. That is detail. Hard hitting. And her, her, she looks great in this scene with those little shorts on. Yes, um, they, those things could cut glass. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, he's sort of thinking here, maybe I got a chance with this girl. Of course, remember, he's a little naive, a little shy. But this is the scene where his parents finally see him. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and play this scene because this is another point where uh, he grows balls. So, there you go. Benny? Benny! Benny! What? Oh, shit! What the hell are you doing here? 
Uh, I got a volleyball tournament over there. Volleyball? You can't play volleyball. You're supposed to be working. They gave me the weekend off. I bet he got fired. Let your father handle this. Well, she, shut up. How'd you get here? I walked. From Bakersfield? No, nah, from the hotel. Hotel? What hotel? Benny, get your shit. You're going home. But Dad, this is for money. But you can't play volleyball. How would you know? Oh, look at you, your condition. You never let me do anything. All you said, you're too fat, you're too clumsy. All I wanted to do this summer was just right. I got you a job. Yeah, flipping burgers. How far is that going to get? At least if I win, I can pay for my poetry class. Yeah, and if you lose, how you going to eat? Benny, get your shit. You're going home. I'll die if Dad, I love you, but there's something I got to do. And if I lose, I deal with it my way. Bye, Mom. See you later. Boys got some fight. Takes after me. I mean, a good scene, but a little quick for the dad to immediately just be like, yeah, I love him. He's got some fight in him, just like me. But, <clears throat> you know, good scene. His parents finally find out who's there. Of course, he does go back, play volleyball. And uh, his parents and his little sister, I forgot to mention her throughout the movie, but she is in this. Um they're there watching him play volleyball. And uh, again, it of course comes down to Benny's team with Darrell and Candace, Tanya, and Mikey, and the other dude that they don't really uh, mention. Um, and uh, Benny's serve, and again, we remember Candace sort of gave him this, you know, sort of played with his head a little bit, but they don't really make light of it. He's uh, he's keeping up with his serve. He's uh, beating the shit out of their team. Um, at one point, it shows Benny hit a serve so hard, it hits Candace in the titty. Um <laughs> And the ball just does <laughs> the most amazing bounce. <laughs> it does. And, of course, it does off those titties. I mean, how could it not do a... Uh, I mean, those boobies are great. But, yeah, does go off her titty. And uh, he runs over to her um, as soon as she gets knocked down. And I'll, uh, I'll play that scene because, again, we're almost done with the movie anyway. was just a little too hard for me. Maybe you could hit it just a little bit lighter. Sure, okay. Benny, don't go for that bullshit! Listen, if you lose, we could go for a nice walk, me and you. We're gonna have to continue this game now. Benny, come on, man! And if I win? Uh, probably won't feel like doing anything except going home by myself to cry. Let that bitch cry! I'm with Benny. Let that bitch cry. Um, <laughs> yeah, be, like I said, Darrell has some redeemable qualities if you really mm -hmm. kind of pay attention to like these little scenes. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's keep going again. I, I said Benny, I meant Darrell. But, uh, yeah, let's keep going here. The, uh, the, the scam is still brewing, if you will. Here we go. Come on, Festo! Come on, Benny, you can do it! Want to kiss me? Skip that shit, come on, man! Yeah, I want to kiss you. No, don't kiss me. First, you have to lose. Shit! Now, Benny, come on! First, you have to lose. So there you go. She's playing them. Um, playing them big. But, you know, of course, the, the, this is the usual movie. Um... Denise yells something to Benny and you know remember Denise has sort of shown some interest in him before Denise finally yells something to Benny and he uh he sort of realizes that maybe she's the girl for him here we go It's your world. So if I lose, you'll kiss me, huh? Uh-huh. Let's do it. So right there, Benny realizes he's being played, and he also realizes that Denise might be the girl for him. Um, smart, kind of, you know, the poetic type anyway. And uh, Benny decides that... Uh, He's going to go ahead and play. Does go ahead, serve. They do not get it. He gets the point. They win the game. And um, that's most of the movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I do want to point out, it was a nice bit of continuity where you heard his dad. He kept saying Benny. Mm -hmm. And like I remember like at the very beginning when they left on that trip. And they had that little, he looked longingly as they had that little sappy music playing in the background. Mm -hmm. It's Benny. Because his father always called him Benjamin. Benjamin, you're right. Um, and at the end of the movie, he does trick um, Darrell into going upstairs. Him and Mikey end up sort of in bed together. Um, That's kind of cool. He kind of got his revenge. He got his revenge. But um, he does end up with Denise. His dad does end up letting him go to the poetry classes. And, of course, this is a movie with a happy ending. Uh, not all movies have them. But this movie certainly does. Um, again, I think some of the acting in this movie was deplorable. But... All in all, not not a horrible movie. Um, I don't know if it's something I'll watch again, Anthony, but <laughs> I'm glad I, I... I'll put it this way. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but I'm glad it's a movie I watched. Good. All right, I'll put you on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Denise or Candace? Mm-hmm. Candace. 
Because for some reason she's hot, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the role she played in this movie. I, I think the sex with her might be very boring. I mean, Denise. Denise. Oh, look, if you played F. Mary Kill, Denise would be the one you married. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, Candace would be the one you fucked. And uh, you'd probably have to kill Tanya. Just, I mean, she fucked Darrell. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, the uh, only thing, though. That's what, I wish they had a tied up that loose end. Who, who do you think would have won that bet, Darrell or Mikey Z? They, 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 they never really tied up that loose end. No, they didn't. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the you know them ending up in the room together was the uh, the sort of uh, end of the bet, obviously. But um, I don't know, man. L- like I said, this is definitely I, I really not a movie I don't think I'd watch again. But I am glad I did see it. Uh, I never even heard of it until you mentioned it, but. Um, this is why I like this show, man. I get to see movies I've never seen. Sometimes you get to see something you've never seen. I mean, you never would have seen Black Mass if we didn't do it. And, uh, I mean, I never would have fucking seen this if we didn't do it. So, yeah. I mean, decent movie. Uh, I'm not sure what I'd rate it. If you give me a scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably put it on about a... Uh, I'd probably put it at a five, right in the middle there. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and, and I will agree. Like, even though this is a guilty pleasure of mine, I will agree the acting was uh, horrible. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend it wasn't. Ugh. Right. Like, but sometimes, I don't know about you if you'll agree, Box, but for me, sometimes when the acting sucks or it's like below, like subpar, that kind of adds to my enjoyment of it. Because it's almost like it's almost like it's very, it's very tongue, it comes across as very tongue in cheek. Like, the people involved know it's bad. But it's like it's not meant to be anything more than what it is. They're not trying to overachieve. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the acting in this movie was. Look, I've bad acting is one thing, but total cheese acting is another. I mean, there were points where I thought the, I, mean, I thought I had to clean my TV from the cheesy acting. Oh. But I mean, it was just. The girls in this movie were... There's a reason they only did this one movie. <laughs> I, I actually think... I think Candace probably did the most because I was looking up some of her information. Mm-hmm. She did like a few of those uh, Skinamax movies. Exactly. I think she... I think out of, I, I mean, I think she's probably the only one that actually did things outside of this. Because they should be in fucking Skinamax movies. All these girls acting was sc- Max. Oh god. That's literally what they're what they should have done. But I mean, you know, like I said, most of those three girls right there, this was their only fucking movie. Uh it, but again, I'm glad I did see this movie. Um as far as like I said, the uh trivia or did you dose to this movie, um at the end of the movie, Jim Carrey, during the credits, Jim Carrey makes a little cameo. Uh, he's the nerdy guy doing a little weird dancing. Um, but yeah, they did get him for a little bit of a cameo. And that's like it. There's nothing else. 
Uh, interesting. The only thing that's uh, the only other thing in there is uh, Benny's hairstyle changing, which, like I said, I noticed throughout the movie. Um, otherwise, there's really not much left. I mean, yeah, and I and I did post that uh, article that I told you about in the chat. Now, you know, once we get the show posted up, I'll post it on that little thread. Did mm-hmm. the, the uh, oral history of uh, Fat Beach. And it actually yeah. goes into a little more detail about uh, what it was like to make the movie and a lot of interesting factoids. Yeah, and, I, and actually, I believe it or not, uh, the chick that played uh, Benny's sister, actually, this actually led to her getting a job in Hollywood. She actually still works in Hollywood, like behind the scenes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, like I said, if you read through the article, it actually gives you that kind of, it gives you that background. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm looking at it right now. I'm not gonna go through it now. It's late enough. We've been going long enough, uh, especially with the audio issues and shit. So, I don't know, man. Anything else, or uh, or are we good? Uh, we're definitely good. All right. Dissected this movie <laughs> long, <laughs> much more than I expected. Yeah. But it was it was a fun movie for me to review. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely. Uh, like I said, I'm 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 glad I did see this movie. Um, there, I I do like, you know, whether the movie's good or bad, I do like to say I've seen it. So definitely glad I saw the movie, and um, we'll see what happens for uh, for next fucking week, man. Yeah. All right. On that note, catch me and Anthony. We should be back next Friday. Um, check my work schedule. See how fucking tired I am. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about moving the show to Saturdays if my work schedule is going to be like this. But uh, appreciate everybody joining us in the chat tonight. And uh, me and Anthony will be here probably next Friday. We'll let you know if we're not. That is on Mixler.com slash THT podcast. Don't forget to check out uh, me and Shaheen are also on there Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Same place, uh, Mixler.com slash THT podcast. And um, don't forget to check out uh, Shaheen and Cat. They are on Sunday nights. Usually around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sometimes I join them, sometimes I don't. Um, But there you go. On that note, Anthony, been fun. And uh, glad you recommended this movie, I think. (laughs) Um, Hey, you got titties. I did. I did. I got lots of titties. Titties made the movie good. And um, on that note, I will talk to you later. See ya. Peace. Now go home and get your fucking shine box.